Sun, beaches, and Latin-inspired flavors are what people around the world call their vacation paradise. We call it home. Welcome to the weekly podcast that captures it all, The Scoop on Miami. Let's discover and rediscover Miami together with Ernie Emad, a 54-year resident of the Magic City. Welcome to the podcast version of The Scoop on Miami. I'm your host, Ernie Emad, coming to you from our Coral Gable studios. Before we get started, like, follow, and share The Scoop on Miami. It's a great way to support our local businesses. I am so pleased to bring you today's podcast as I catch up with three local professionals that stop by the Scoop on Miami studios to share with you valuable services that they're providing our community. First, we sit down with attorney Jeremy Ben David, the co-founding partner of Axis Law Group. He'll discuss their roadmap initiative to help black-owned minority startups. Then Victoria Santa Marina stops by. She's the executive director of Cadena International a multinational aid group with a model centered around community alliances. Then finally, we welcome Giovanna Garcia Ponce, a lifestyle coach and creator of GeoBalance, a health and wellness company catering to individuals and businesses alike, with a new plan for finding a work-life balance during and after a pandemic. After you listen, head on over to YouTube, Facebook, or scooponmiami.com and watch the video version of this informative show that starts right now. You're tuned in and we have the Scoop on Miami. In the Scoop on Miami studios today, we have three individuals making a positive impact on communities, not just in Miami, but around the world. First, we have Jeremy Ben David. He's a founding member of Axis Law Group, whose roadmap initiative is providing pro bono legal services for black-owned minority startups. We sat down with Jeremy and looked back on what inspired him to begin the roadmap initiative. This really started uh, after the killing of George Floyd and all the the the, the act the movements we've been seeing, you know, in society throughout the country and. Uh, myself, uh, my partner Ben, uh, Michelle in, in our office as well, got together and thought, what could we do um, to have an impact on what's going on here? Uh, the, the social inequalities that we're seeing, what could we do besides protesting or posting a slogan or a hashtag? What's something tangible we can do? And we realized that one of the issues we're seeing a lot of social unrest are due to economic inequalities that, that occur and some disadvantages that black and minority-owned businesses face and challenges that they face. Um, and oftentimes that's on the legal front. Yes. Uh, when you're a startup business, you have many, many challenges. Um, and one of them is making sure you're getting the, the right legal advice. Uh, but that oftentimes comes at a cost. And startups, as we all know, um, usually operate on, on, on thin budgets to begin with. So they may cut the corners, go online, have a friend, try to do it themselves, not read documents. And by doing so, that could really set you up for failure um, by not having that foundation. Um, so we realized that a lot of the social injustices that we're seeing um, are caused by economic inequalities. And if, is there a way we can help with that? And we started the, the, the Roadmap Initiative, which provides startups with essentially a roadmap to get started. We're focused uh, on 
you know, black and minority owned hospitality businesses um, and providing them for pro bono, no charge, uh, partnership agreements, corporate formation documents, we'll review leases for them, help with their intellectual property um, and advise them as needed to try to get them started with the right uh, legal minds and legal structure to provide them with a roadmap for success and hopefully do our part um, granted on a small scale in, in, in light of what's going on right. in this country, but hopefully help out a few clients get started and provide them with a roadmap for success to try to curb some of the economic inequalities that we believe cause some of the social injustices. Which will bring employment to those areas exactly. and, and, and vibrancy exactly. and, and yeah. uh, upward mobility financially for these mm -hmm. people. Now, there is definitely an application process. Correct. There is no cost because you want to make sure that um, uh, these startup uh, businesses meet certain criteria uh, that you know uh, you can um, uh, offer the proper advice to, to, to make them successful. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the criterias that you look for? Because you're not only looking for a business that's already running, but also someone that has an idea, maybe have gone through a business plan and so forth. You can help them throughout that whole process, right? Correct. So we've, we've gotten uh, many op applications and we want to make sure we're working with, with startups that are serious, that are not just looking for, you know, free legal advice for some idea they have down the road. We want to work with startups that have a concrete plan, a business plan, a budget, you know, a, a vision. Um, and when we look at that and understand what are their needs, does their business plan make sense? Is this something we can actually not only help with, but actually something that could really come to fruition as opposed to somebody waking up and say, oh, I've, I've always wanted to, to do this. Well, okay, well, what's, a plan? what's your plan, right? right? You know, uh, what's that, the old saying, a, a goal without a plan is just a dream, right? So we yeah, wanna make it. sure that, that there, there is a plan in place. Fantastic. And um, uh, when we're talking about black-owned minority businesses, mm -hmm. we know that there's a lot of government uh, monies available mm -hmm. um, in different areas. Are you able to help them secure those funds or lead them to the right air, uh, people or financial institutions or uh, government or city? Uh, yeah. So, we'll, we'll, to the extent that we're aware of it, we'll obviously suggest it. Um, but also, some of these companies are, have already applied or have already identified some of these programs. So to the extent that we could help them with the application process or review those documents, we, we will. And they're going to obviously need a professionally written Correct. business plan mm -hmm. and have everything. And, mm -hmm. and coming from a legal standpoint, the lenders or the cities or the people that make these decisions are going to see uh, something professionally presented to them as opposed to you trying to get it on your own. Correct. And this sort of goes back to what I was saying earlier. We're speaking about landlord tenants in the hospitality space that in that context, when I work with clients, we want to put together a plan to present to the counterparty, whether it's the landlord or the lender. So it looks like we have an idea, a plan in place. We're not just looking for something 
for free. We, we, we have a vision. This is what we're going to do. And similarly with the roadmap initiative, we want to put everything together to provide the client with a, with a full plan for them to be successful. What are the challenges on the current customers that you have under this roadmap map initiative, what are the challenges that you feel they're going to be facing over the next six months? Yeah, so some of it is just inexperience. Um, sometimes uh, some of these clients don't even know the questions they should be asking. This may be their first time going through this as a startup. Um, so that's something that, you know, we, we want to provide advice on from our experience, both, uh, both as lawyers, uh, as well as business people, uh, myself, as well as many others at the firm have uh, their own businesses on the side or have participated in other entrepreneurial ventures. So we try to provide that experience. But in the next six months, um, you know, we want to make sure, especially as hopefully we get through this pandemic, that they have enough capital set aside, enough of a timeline set aside um, for their plan. Uh, things may take longer to accomplish, whether it's permits, approvals from the city, um, financing requests from a lender. Uh, so we want to make sure that they provide themselves with enough leeway, both from a capital perspective as well as a timeline perspective to be successful. No clients, you know, I've become good friends with some of my clients. Um, you know, I'm their psychiatrist, their yeah. lawyer, they're, they're, you know, their friend. Um, but, but to me, that makes everything better. Uh, in terms of how we practice, that we, we do care about our clients and how we work with them. Victoria has been working with Cadena International in coordinating aid, relief, and global community alliances to help those affected by war, poverty, and natural disasters. Some examples of their work include campaigns to distribute PPE equipment to communities around the world at the break of the COVID-19 pandemic and disaster relief efforts into Mexico following Hurricane Delta. She dives into their current efforts and tells us how we can get involved. Yeah, so Cadena International, it's a nonprofit that it's dedicated to preventing and also assisting um, different communities that are affected by humanitarian crisis and disasters. And our organization uh, is uh, based on Jewish values and we respond all over the world, not only in the countries that we do have offices, but also in every city or country that it's in need uh, due to different circumstances. Now, Victoria, you are the executive director. Tell me a little bit about your background, where you went to school, and how fitting uh, of your position now. Yeah, so I'm from Argentina. I was born and raised there in Buenos Aires. But back in 2012, I decided to come here to the US to study. I went to Duke University to have my master's. And after I graduated, I um, decided to go to work in different nonprofits, uh, try to put everything I have learned in those communities that were in need. I went to Seattle, Washington, and in 2017, uh, I came here to Miami. Uh, my Latin uh, kind of a part of me was in need of, of this culture and this community, and I was uh, lucky to get to know the people from Cadena, the, and they were looking for an executive director, and the fact that they respond to uh, this humanitarian crisis, which were so connected to my background, and I, I felt that I could 
do some positive work here. So I, I decided to join the team. And well, welcome amazing. to Miami. And no question, um, it wasn't all your Latin uh, that pulled you to Miami. It was sunshine. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So. Um, so let's talk about um, when was the Cadena International founded? Yes. So back in 2005, Benjamin Laniado, which is one of our founders, uh, realized that different communities that were affected by hurricanes in Mexico were not having any type of assistance, neither from the government nor other organizations, due to because maybe they were too small or maybe they were too... The, the poverty was a level was very high, but from different reasons, those communities were left behind. Uh, therefore, they decided with some friends to gather some in-kind donations, whatever they could, and they just went for it. Um, in the following years, they realized that not only these communities, but other communities were in the same situation. So they decided to found Cadena, and they based this idea of hand-in-hand aid. So they make sure that the aid that was delivered went directly to the people affected without intermediates. That's right? fantastic. Which, uh, yes, in, in countries where corruption is very high, that was kind of a key aspect for them. So uh, it's been a long ride mm -hmm. right now, Cadena, not only respond, but also make sure to create resilience in these communities before the hurricanes or different disasters take place. And they make sure to empower people to be uh, as prepared as possible. So there is a lot of that going on right exactly now. Exactly, because you know, we talk about international, and obviously we know that uh, uh, some parts of the US right now are going to be hit with a hurricane in the Texas area and so forth. Tell me a little bit about uh, what Cadena International does in our local community. Yeah, so Cadena works here in Miami quite a lot. In fact, during COVID, we not only delivered uh, food to those in need, we partner with organizations such as Hermanos de la Calle, uh, and we help uh, people that were um, in downtown uh, that maybe they lost their homes uh, because of COVID and the impact that they had in their, in their economy. But we also help with, um, and we, we partner with a hospital in, based in Fort Lauderdale, um, Holy Cross Hospital, and during, I think it was a period of three months, we uh, offered meals um, from a local restaurant, um, Carrot Express, who, who they donated these meals uh, for the doctors that were, and nurses, of course, that were helping during the COVID-19 uh, floor. So we make sure that they had a healthy food there so they could be like with energy enough to deal with what they were doing. So that was a very important uh, mission for us. So other than money, because that's a, that's a huge need because it helps so many people, uh, what are your greatest needs? Yes, um, so definitely uh, we, we are in need of donations, as you say, but volunteers are always welcome. So uh, doctors, uh, dentists, uh, therapists, uh, accountants. <laughs> so if you're a service provider, they can come to you yeah. so they can provide pro bono services to the community. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so again, and it's not just to the Hispanic community? No, not at all. That's such an important question. We go to the communities that are in need. So we design the missions no matter who they are, no matter the background, no matter their faith, we will be there if 
of course they are in need and they welcome our um, our aid we will be there uh, in responding to, to the crisis so we visit Mozambique we visit uh, Indonesia we visit India which are countries that not necessarily are from Latin America of course but they are from different backgrounds and we will still be able to to help them after spending years in the corporate world, Giovanna finally found a calling that she felt helped her serve a much larger purpose for the community. Now she is the owner of GeoBalance, a health and wellness company providing individuals, corporations, and small businesses alike access to lifestyle coaching. Tell us about your corporate life before starting to do this. Yes, so if you would have asked me, what do I wanna do when I grow up? I would have said, I want to be a senior executive in a boardroom traveling internationally with an international business. And that's exactly where I got to. I worked for the Coca-Cola company for over a decade and I got that dream job. And once I got there, I never realized that I would get there. So once I got there, I thought to myself, this can't be it. What more? And I had reached a point where I asked myself, wait a minute, in looking at things beyond your professional life, are you satisfied with those? And I realized that I had put so much emphasis on my professional life that I had um, not paid attention to my personal life and all that would balance me to really make me that person that I'm supposed to be. It's a wonderful way to balance our life because it's not all uh, about corporate, corporate, corporate world. Um, we have to uh, balance our life as individuals as, as well as family, wife, husband, and so forth. And uh, no question that I think that what you do on an individual, because you really help um, it, you have three different um, avenues uh, for your business, which is the corporate client, um, as well as the individual and also groups. Um, so I, I love the message because it's about clarity, energy, and feel-good moments, correct? That is right. We in the corporate world never stop to smell the flowers, and we really need those feel-good moments to allow us to refuel and continue. So it's about re-energizing the team. So let's talk about the corporate world and how you're helping corporations as they bring in their employees and staff. Absolutely. So that's around re-entry or regret. The employee, the individual has now been away for over six months and a lot changed. When we talk about habits, we always say that there's a certain amount of time to create a new habit. That's exactly what happened. So during this time, what happened to employees is that there was a spotlight that was put on their, their life internally within their four walls. So when all gets taken away, all distractions externally, they start to really look at what do they want? What's next for them? Do they want to go back to doing the same? And so what I do now is come in to help organizations and companies let the employees know that their number one priority is their wellness and that they're willing to partner with them on that journey to well-being so that they can achieve that state of well-being as well as live a lifestyle of joy and satisfaction, which we all really want. And I think a lot of us out of this pandemic really began to focus on that and really want that. So I create customized programs depending on your needs 
to increase awareness, educate the employee, and give them the tools and resources for them to navigate within their own lifestyle to have what their true balance is. And obviously, you can reach those employees for those employers in many different platforms, whether it's in person, on small groups with social distancing, whether it's in Zoom, whether it's telephone, um, in group sessions, correct? Absolutely. We're getting creative. So if it's also meeting outside, if it's if you want to create awareness around physical health, we can do things like that. So yes, virtually, over the phone, via something that's recorded that gets sent to them that they get to study later. We like we like I said, nothing's cookie cutter. It's based on your needs and where you want your employees to be and perform to then better your business. I love this message. You know, what you're searching for isn't out there. It's in you. And that's really what you bring out in people because we're always searching. We're always going around searching and we really need to search within us to find these answers, correct? Absolutely correct. And I think that as humans, we like to label and define everything. We like to find the why. When really it is within us, we just sometimes need the support and the help to align us and define exactly what it is that we have inside of us. I'll give you a great example. One of the number one questions that I ask my clients is, how well do you know your body? They look at me as if, what are you talking about? I said, do you know how your body responds to certain things from having energy to feeling sluggish? Those are the kind of things that instead of following a certain diet that may not work for you, what is your body asking you that you want? You know that already and what's good for you. Thank you for joining us and listening to another Scoop on Miami podcast. You can find us at Scoop on Miami on Facebook, Scoop on Miami on YouTube and Instagram, and ScoopOnMiami.com. While there, don't forget to follow, share, and like the Scoop on Miami. We hope you're entertained, informed, enriched, and proud to live in Miami. We have come to the end of another episode of The Scoop on Miami with your host, Ernie Emad, broker, owner of One Premier International Realty. Thank you for riding alongside our journey. If you know of a special person doing wonderful things in our community or want your business featured, visit thescooponmiami.com and contact us. Find The Scoop on Miami on iTunes. Subscribe, share, and like our podcast channel. While there, leave a comment. We'd love to know what you think. And now you have The Scoop on Miami.